What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanez Now archived as well on the Nuanez Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. We got football, we got basketball, we got NBA, we got track and field, we got Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, and we got Jeff Safford back in the house. Jeff was out for a couple days, we were worried about my guy, but he's back uh, here in the studio with us, so it's always good having you know another man up, and uh, he'll be ready to roll for a couple big lacrosse games coming up this weekend. Welcome in, it is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, back to a full crew, and uh, happy to be here with you. We are going to talk some spring football because, of course, we are. When it's spring football time, we talk spring football basically every day. Andrew Houghton has some questions for me about the Grizz. I got some talking points on the Bobcats. We got some sound from Montana State head coach Brent Vegan. He, uh, his team conducted a, a scrimmage last week, and they'll have their spring game in a couple weeks. So we'll get things kicked out with a bunch of college football talk here uh, off the top here on uh, in hour number one. Our Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. We also have some discussion about the continuing merry-go-round that is the Big Sky Conference uh, basketball, both men's and women's leagues, when it comes to the NCAA transfer portal. We are down to just a handful of all Big Sky returners combined between the men's and the women's leagues. But uh, a couple incoming transfers, finally, to the men's league, uh, Weaver State, mining some of their European connections. Montana uh, gets a transfer from the Big West. So we'll talk Big Sky Conference uh, transfer portal because uh, that seems to be a daily subject this time of year as well. We got our Treasure State's Best presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor, which is uh, some of the most impressive marks in the wide world of high school track and field. I, uh, I love track and field. 
I, I love breaking it down and, and telling you all about the great athletes from all levels of high school uh, around the state of Montana. And there's some impressive marks already, even though we're only a couple weeks into track season. Hour number two, Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports swings by. she got plenty to get to, uh, a ton of stuff that we touched on. Major League Baseball games are going a lot faster. They also then are serving a lot more beer. I don't know how those two things go hand in hand, but Carolyn has an explanation. She also has theories. We also talked some NBA playoffs, which, of course, she knows nothing about. I <laughs> uh, got to a whole bunch of other stuff uh, as well. And then we'll also talk about uh, some of the high school all-star rosters. The high school basketball all-star game teams have, uh, are being announced, and that's always a fun deal. Uh, a lot of familiar names, a lot of very highly decorated basketball players from around the state of Montana. So we will um, break down the Wyoming-Montana All-Star Game rosters for the year. And we'll talk some NBA playoffs. I love the NBA. I, I really do. The last couple nights watching the NBA, there's some bad teams in the NBA, man. The, we talked yesterday about the Thunder. The Thunder are not in that category of a bad team. The Thunder are just a young team. They're actually way better than they're supposed to be. Their Vegas over-under for wins this season was just 25. They're up over 40 wins uh, after uh, surviving last night uh, against the Pelicans. Uh, but the Pelicans, they just aren't very good. They don't have their superstar. That totally makes sense. The Bulls and the Raptors, that game was awful. Th- these 9-10 games, <laughs> I, again, I love the NBA. I can't, And I do understand the allure of the one-and-done games. We were about 50-50 on if the one-and-done games were actually good or not uh, this time around. So, uh, And we have a couple more of them coming up to, to then determine the full 16-team uh, playoff field. Uh, so we'll break some of that down in our number two as well. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And when Jeff first got back, the first thing he noticed was the Seattle Kraken jersey hanging on the wall. So we got kind of a stack of jerseys going on uh, over here. Both uh, our Kraken jersey, the Rick Barry jersey that I pulled out of out of a sweet jersey box from Zootown Sports Card. So a ton of fun stuff uh, going on around here. I always love getting new collectibles, new decorations, and uh, all that kind of stuff. If you want to stream the show, you always can. 1029ESPN.com. Or you can always hit us up on the uh, the stream there on 1029ESPN.com, or you can always use the ESPN MT app. Also, if you want to get a hold of us, 406 406- 888-1029. That's 888 You're going to want to remember that because in about 20 minutes, I'm going to be giving you an opportunity to win a $50 gift card from Town Pump. Town Pump, once again, a part of our spring football coverage. Town Pump by the mile. They helped us out all football and basketball season, and now they're back in the saddle with us again. And we'll be giving you gift cards of $50 each for uh, the next two weeks. So uh, about 4.30, I will solicit you, the great listenership, to call us and ask me a question. We're talking Grizz and Cat football. So any spring football question you got about the Grizz, the Cats, or even the rest of the Big Sky Conference for that matter, any Big Sky Conference football question you have, you call us. at uh, When I tell you to, here about 20 minutes, 406-888-1029, you ask me your question. And uh, then we'll give you a $50 gift card. Sound fun? Sounds fun to me. Let's dive into it then. Our Big Sky Spotlight presented by Maldonado Law. Dave Maldonado, more than a decade worth of litigation experience. He's one of the top trial lawyers in the state of Montana. He is an ace and expert in criminal defense. And he's also now 
becoming an ace when it comes to personal injury and DUI defense as well. Any sort of criminal matter you are involved in, give Dave and his team a call, or better yet, visit them at BigSkyDefender.com. Spring ball for Montana, uh, for the University of Montana is in the books. We've talked pretty extensively about that throughout the week. Spring ball at Montana State still has a couple weeks left. They'll go this week, uh, and I believe they have some sort of um, activity, some sort of, I don't know, live action on Saturday. And um, then the following Saturday, April 22nd, that'll be the Sunny Holland Spring Classic, which is uh, usually the, the final exhibition, the, the crescendo of the spring, as it were. They used to do it up in, um, it used to be the Triangle Classic up there in Great Falls. That was always a fun fundraiser and a, a good excuse to go up to the Electric City in the spring. Uh, but that event has since then dissolved. Um, but either way, Montana State Spring Ball, a couple weeks left. We'll hear from Brett Vegan following last Saturday's scrimmage. Throughout this, got a couple sound bites uh, from Coach Vegan. But we'll start with the Grizz. We've broken down the Grizz quite a bit coming out of their spring game on Friday. I thought the high grades went to the quarterbacks, particularly Sam Vidlak, the new quarterback from Boise State, who's a transfer into Montana. I also thought high marks went to uh, the skill guys, especially the wide receivers. I thought Aaron Fonts, uh, Keelan White, and uh, Ryan Simpson all showed really, really well. I thought the tight ends were good, even though Cole Grossman uh, the stud tight end, who was an all-league guy the last two years, was on the shelf for this one, as were a lot of the top, uh, you know, sort of headlining playmakers for the Grizz. thought the offensive line looked okay and looked like they had better depth. I'd actually say they looked good. I think they have a little bit better depth. I, th- I still think that. I think it's more of an issue depth-wise than Bobby Houck does, but I do think that they uh, are better than they have been in terms of having, you know, 9, 10 guys that, that they feel comfortable with. Uh, in games. Then defensively, I think they have a long ways to go. I think they have to replace a lot of elite talent. I think they have a ton of solid talent, but I don't know if they have any elite talent. So who becomes an elite player? Does an elite player come to the Grizz from the free agent market, from the transfer portal? Or does a couple of the guys that maybe have been sort of workmanlike contributors explode into being those elite players? We'll see. Uh, But I do think Montana needs to fortify their depth on the defensive front. I think they're deep at linebacker, but do they have guys that are truly elite? I think they have a lot of great stories, a lot of solid players, but who's going to step up and become that all-big sky type guy that they've almost always had? And then on the back end, I think they have a long ways to go. I think they need to have an addition or two at corner. I think safety, uh, they're solid. But again, in my mind, when we're talking about Grizz football or we're talking about Bobcat football, we're talking about big sky conference championship aspirations national aspirations of being nationally elite and chasing national championships. You've got to have elite players to be able to do that. I think the Grizz have a bunch of solid guys on defense. Who can rise up and become elite? If no one can, do they bring guys in during the offseason? We'll see. Andrew, I've talked a ton about the Grizz. I know you weren't at the spring game because you were here producing the show and then doing other logistical stuff around here. But uh, what questions or comments or what, what what are you thinking about this team or what do you want to know from me about this team? I think first off, Coulter, the question that's sitting at the front of my mind is, of those guys on offense that you talked about, uh, Aaron Fonts, Keelan White, uh, Cole Grossman, Ryan Simpson at receiver, we've talked about the running backs, Nick Osmo, uh, Xavier Harris, 
We know all of those guys have a ton of potential. Which of those guys in your mind is going to break out and be the all-conference guy? Because they need one of those guys to be an all-conference level guy. Not, you know, for wide receiver, you don't need to be Cooper Cup level. You don't need to be Keelan Doss level. No, no. But which of those guys is going to be Sammy Akem level or Pierre Williams level? Uh, I I mean, I thought last year it was Fonts. And, uh, you know, to to have Bobby Houck make an unsolicited comment of praise about a player by name, that happens like twice a year. He has identified Aaron Fonts as the breakout player of spring two springs in a row. But last year he was the breakout player of the spring. Last year he's doing interviews. Then during the season he had the one big game against Indiana State where he had almost 100 yards, and he had a fine year. But for the guy that everybody's looking at to be the dude – so much of it was he had limited opportunities. So that's what, when you ask me this question, who do they give the chance to be the dude? Uh, I think that they have to go all in on Cole Grossman if they're going to play matchup style sure. football like these guys are talking about. I mean, here's the quotes that both Aaron Fonts and Keelan White gave me that I thought were were telling. Aaron Fonts said, "The big." I asked him, "What's the biggest difference in this year's offense under Brent Pease?" And he said, the big plays we put in, we're going to run them in games. We want to run those big games in play. We want to run those big plays in games this year. (laughs) So sort of a shot at the former uh, offensive play calling, saying that they were installing big plays. They just weren't running them, basically. Keelan White said, the new offense is very intricate and complex, but a bunch of guys are catching on. The biggest difference, I would say, is getting the ball in the players' hands that can do the most with it. That's what we've accomplished this spring. So both guys acknowledge that they are playing a more matchup style, isolation style offense. Now it's just a, a matter of who do they let take that over. But in terms of who I think it should be, here's my offensive triumph uh, trio that I think should be the the lead dogs for Montana. I think it's the two kids from Oxford, California, Aaron Fonts and Xavier Harris, and I think it's Cole Grossman, the tight end out of Vancouver, Washington. I think those guys are the most talented guys. And then I think you sprinkle in you know, as much sort of depth production as you can from Keelan White and Ryan Simpson and whoever else might emerge, but I think that should be your, your main offensive trio for Montana. And and you're still in on Fonts despite the fact that you know he was hyped last year and then didn't produce that much in the fall. That didn't change your view of him as the guy who should be the lead dog this that year. Last fall camp, I proclaimed on this radio show multiple times no that doubt. I thought Aaron Fonts was the most talented player on the Grizzlies. I remember. I still think Aaron Fonts is the most talented player on the Grizzlies. I guess I'll go as far to say this. Aaron Fonts as a junior, as a guy who's already broken out and proven himself, if he is not an all-conference caliber player, it's either because he gets hurt or because they don't use him correctly. There you go. I think his talent level is so exceptional, and I also think his attitude is so positive. I mean, you've seen this kid on camera and stuff. He he might not be, like, the smoothest talker in the world yet because he's only done a few media things. He lights up the room, man. He's got so much exuberance. He's got so much swag. Every time I've seen him out in public... You know, during the offseason, comes up to me, what's up, man? How you doing? You good? Good Good to see you? All right, good. Like, just a friendly guy. I think his teammates love him. So I, I don't think there's anything that could hold him back other than be, getting derailed by some sort of injury or not being used correctly. That's fine. That's what I wanted to know. That's why I yeah. asked the question. No, it's a great question. Thank you so much. Andrew Houghton chiming in here on Nuanas Now. Uh, it is ESPN Radio. We're talking all things spring football. We're going to kind of go back and forth here between the Grizz and the Cats. We'll come back to the Grizz here uh, in just a little bit. But let's talk some Bobcats. The Cats started a, a full three weeks later than Montana. And so they've, they're going a full two weeks longer than Montana. 
So we, we were sort of grizz heavy towards the beginning of the five-week block. We're probably going to talk a little more cats here uh, these next couple weeks. Uh, Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach, we'll hear from him some sound bites from post-Saturday scrimmage here in just a minute. He will also join us next week live on the show. So very much looking forward to catching up uh, with Coach Vegan. And uh, we're also going to have a Bobcat player on the show next week as well, still determining who. My, my request to sports information was give me uh, the, the best guy that you got who's not named Justice Perkins because we've had Justice Perkins on the show a bunch. I said give me the best guy over 275 pounds that's not named Justice Perkins that you got on your roster. And Bill Leverty of Montana State Sports Info said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, get some considerations going and we'll get some some uh, some action for you from one of the big boys. So that's coming up next week. Um, the number one talking point, I mean, in, in football, is always going to be the quarterback. But Montana State has had more quarterback conversation than just about anybody because they have such a fascinating recent history of quarterback play. Over the last 20 years, Montana State has been graced by several of the best quarterbacks that the Big Sky Conference has seen. Travis Lule is an all-time great. Denarius McGee is an all-time great. Dakota Prukop, in terms of talent, is certainly a a top-level talent in Big Sky Conference history. He's still playing professional football right now, you know, some eight, eight or nine years after graduating from college. But then the Cats have also had so many limited or just completely awful quarterbacks. And then there's been some guys that have been one-dimensional who then have had so much tumult around them that they haven't gotten a chance to develop. I still maintain that I think Chris Murray could have been pretty good. To maybe even very good. And Chris Murray, for people that are listening that are uh, from Missoula or that are Grizz fans... They only know Chris Murray has lights out because he he took it to uh, Montana twice. So you saw the sort of the, the flashes of what he could be. But then they had the whole debacle with Tyler Brugman, the transfer who didn't work out. And then all of a sudden they're rolling with um, Troy Anderson at quarterback when Chris Murray gets declared academically ineligible. There's been so much drama and so much turnover at quarterback. But then here they are after Matt McKay entered the NCAA transfer portal before the playoffs in 2021. And boom, this kid explodes on the scene. And Tommy Mallott leads, leads Montana State all the way to the FCS national title game. Then he gets hurt. He comes back last year and leads a Big Sky Conference title run, but got hurt twice in the midst of the season. And now here he is entering his junior year with the weight of the world on his shoulders. This kid's going to have unbelievable expectations. He's going to be a preseason All-American, either at quarterback or all-purpose player or both. And... Uh, he also is surrounded, though, by several talented guys that are pushing him really hard. Sean Chambers, a former transfer from Wyoming, was the Big Sky Newcomer of the Year a year ago and stands to see plenty of action in the offense. Jordan Reed was the first prized quarterback recruit of the Brent Vegan era. He looked phenomenal last year in offseason stuff when we watched him, but then he broke his leg and missed all of last year, so it was unavailable. And then Chance Wilson, who's another highly regarded quarterback out of Oklahoma, a kid who joined us on this show earlier this year, he's also making waves. So there's plenty of quarterback talent at Montana State. That was then, of course, the talking point after MSU's first scrimmage last Saturday. Bobcats uh, head coach Brent Vegan addresses his quarterbacks following the first of three live sessions during this spring football uh, period for Montana State. One thing that uh, walking out the field that stands out is I, I thought uh, we, we threw the ball well, in particular with uh, 
with Tommy and then Jordan Reed, you know, on the the other end of those those throws. Taco had a couple big plays. Um, Ty McCullough, I, I know, had a, a couple, if I remember correctly. What specifically did Tommy and uh, Jordan do uh, well? I think we got the ball down the field a little bit, um, you know, in, in uh, standing in the pocket. You know, I, I think uh, for, for Tommy, as he goes through spring and he's not live, you know, that's, a, that's, an, that's an emphasis to obviously not take off and, and run. And I think his, uh, his pocket awareness, ability to hang in there, is continuing to improve. And we're, do, we're doing a lot of things to work on that. But, uh, you know, the, the long touchdown um, to Taco was a play that he, that he stood in there until, you know, kind of the last um, the last moment, got the ball out. And, and then I think both of them really delivered the ball on the money. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm talking a handful of plays, but uh, some impressive uh, throws by both of them. Has Tommy's arm looked stronger this spring to you? Well, I think he's healthy. Uh, you know, he, he he was banged up pretty good um, early part of last season, and whether he ever really got back to, to full strength throwing, I think he had to adapt a little bit, um, and he did. You know, he, he did. I think he probably threw as well as uh, any time during the season at the, the tail end of the season last year, you know, and even in the cold in, in Brooklyn. So I think he's healthy, and, and he continues to, to work on, you know, uh, fundamentally all his mechanics and yeah he looks uh, he looks real good right now if Tommy Mallott takes the proverbial next step that's a, a great thing for Montana State and a bad thing for the rest of the big sky even if he doesn't though he's been so dang good and been such a crucial cog to the MSU offense even with uh, what some would call limited throwing abilities that uh I mean, they've been in the Final Four twice in a row and been to the National Championship one of those two times with him as their quarterback. So uh, I think Tommy Blatt has proven at the very least that he can operate and he can win. But uh, a next step would be uh, a, a big step for Montana State's quarterback. It's Nuwaz Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. As is always the case in college football, you lose elite players because they graduate. And then you have to replace said elite players with guys that haven't proven themselves yet. Both the Grizz and the Bobcats are going through this. Uh, There's guys that have gotten some reps in games and on special teams and stuff. But at Montana State, Callahan O'Reilly's been a stalwart there for the Bobcats for the duration of his career. He's out of Bozeman High. He was a a three-and-a-half-year starter at inside linebacker, one of the most productive inside guys in the league. Ty Okada, four-year starter. Jeffrey Manning, been a starter since he walked on campus uh, as a transfer from Oregon State. James Campbell, a starter there at corner for two years in a row. Tyrell Thomas, a starter for most of his career at Montana State at corner. So you got to figure out a way to replace those guys. Uh, it's never easy, but it always comes back around. So Brett Vegan, Montana State head football coach, was asked about exactly that, just the defense and uh, who's been stepping up during spring ball. Um, I thought defensively, uh, while we gave up some of those passes, uh, you know, did pretty well against the run. Um, and, I, you know, situationally be interesting how it played out. I, it would seem like it leaned a little bit more, like, third down-wise to the defense. Um, you know, red zone-wise, uh, defense came up with some stops. So um, Defensively, I know you kind of mentioned run stopping, but what kind of stood out in that typical? Yeah, you know, it's uh, today's a day defensively where I, I, I'd probably be remiss to even throw names out at this point. But I know... Um, you know, we got to play together on that side of the football. Um, you know, we got to, um, you know, 
sacrifice, play your gap, all that stuff. And I, I thought a lot of runs were, were bottled up, and that's because the guys up front are doing their job. Um, the, the second level guys, linebackers, safeties are, are filling um, in the right positions. And, you know, that's with a lot of guys who probably haven't played a lot on Saturdays out there. You know, uh, we certainly have some, some really good returners, but, uh, you know, uh, on defense, it's, it's so much about the guys that, that haven't seen the film that will continue to fortify our depth of the challenge for, for starting positions. And, you know, linebacker-wise, um, you know, McCade O'Reilly, uh, Neil Daly, Jace Fitzgerald are the guys that really, you know, uh, stick out. It's just those are the types of guys that, that need to show up and have big days today. I know at the at the safety position, um, you know, Rylan Ort continues to, to, to bring his game along, but who's going to play behind him? Um, you know, at the nickel position, a big day for, for Caden and Lavelle, um, Caden Dollar and Lavelle Price to show show what they can do. Um, Drew Polidor, Tyson Potter. So, you know, it's a, a lot of names I just rattled off that haven't been um, key defensive players necessarily, uh, but they've been in special teams. They've, uh, they've been on special teams. They've made plays in the games. And, you know, their transition um, this spring is a big uh you know, big, big deal for us as we move forward. Brett Vegan. Brett Vegan here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Back on SWX Montana TV, too. How's everybody doing? Thanks for tuning in. The talk of last week was the NFL Pro Days at both Montana and Montana State, which then led to sort of the, the finality of Grizz Spring Ball, but also just sort of a, a midpoint for Bobcat Spring Ball. But, but the Bobcats had several guys that really turned heads. Ty Okada had a whole bunch of marks that would have been among the top among all defensive backs at the NFL Combine. A 40.5-inch vertical, 4.44 seconds in the 40, and a 10.9 broad jump. All ridiculously good. James Campbell also turned some major heads. He ran 4.44 in the 40, also had a 10.9 broad jump, had a 38.5-inch vertical. And Callahan O'Reilly, he also had some very good athletic numbers as well uh, as an inside linebacker. Ran about 4.7 flat in the 40, uh, but also had a 38-inch vertical, pumped out 20, uh, I think 23 reps on the bench press, and uh, also had a 10-foot-plus broad jump, so very good numbers for him as well. Brett Vegan hadn't talked to the media since that pro day. Here's what Montana State's head coach has to say about those guys' performance last week. Well, you know, really proud of those guys, you know, because um, this is an unheralded group. You know, there's, there's not a one of them that played in an all-star game, so they haven't had that exposure to this point. Um, so their chips are all in on Pro Day. It's not like they have an all-star game, the combine, whatever. I and mean, they had Pro Day, and, and they worked really hard for it. And, you know, like, Ty, to, to become a bona fide guy, to be a late-round consideration, an absolute undrafted free agent, he needed that day, and he, he went and got it. Um, I, you know, I think Callahan and James, too, same thing. Uh, you know, the numbers that Callahan put up, um, I think, validate who he is as a player. I, I, you know, I think he, he his film is, is really good, and he needed to have those physical numbers that, that he put up on, on Wednesday. And, and, and James, uh, you know, James has had a, an off-and-on health uh, situation the last couple of years, so his... Uh, um, his film at times has looked really good, and at times he's just been battling through. And now he's healthy, and, and you know he really lit it up uh, on, on Wednesday as well. So I would imagine those three guys are going to get uh, you know beyond strong consideration come uh, the end of the month here. Brett Vegan on his now former players and their performances on Montana State's Pro Day last week. 
You got questions about the Bobcats or the Grizzlies? You want some free gas? This is a great combo. Town Pump. There's Town Pumps everywhere. It's a great place to fuel up, both literally and figuratively. Get your gasoline there, but you can also get your snacks, your beverages. They got great wine selection, great beer selection. I always hit the beef jerky aisle. Some of the best beef jerky prices you're going to find anywhere. They're also our proud sponsors of our Grizz and Bobcat spring ball coverage. They'll be sending us over to Bozeman. For the Grizz or the Bobcat spring game, they also helped us with our Grizz spring game coverage as well. And so we will be giving you a fifty dollars gift card to Town Pump each of the next two weeks. We're gonna take a break, and on the other side, think some quite. Yeah, you got about four minutes. Think of a question for me on either the Grizz or the Bobcats or the Big Sky Conference, whatever you are so inclined. The first caller to get through with a question will bring you on the radio. You'll ask me the question, and then we'll give you a fifty dollars gift card to Town Pump. That's next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas here coming to you from the ESPN MT studio on behalf of ESPN Missoula as well as Skyline Sports. We're here with one of our best sponsors or our best partners here at Blackfoot Communications. This is a fun one for me, though, because this is like full circle. This is, this is life coming full circle for us. We're here with Judy Gear. I actually knew Judy as just a baseball mom and one of the moms of my buddies growing up when we were little kids. Judy is the channel development manager at Blackfoot Communications. How long have you been there at Blackfoot? Just about nine years. So tell people just about that role. I mean, what is it that you do there at Blackfoot? At Blackfoot, we have certified channel partners uh, who sell Blackfoot services on behalf of Blackfoot. So they own their own companies. They're a local or a regional provider, and they work with Blackfoot to sell our services to their clients. So it really expands Blackfoot's reach in the area. What's your favorite part about this role they have there at Blackfoot? It's the relationships. Yeah. Blackfoot people, and I know that we talk about our culture and we talk about our people, and they are just the best of the best. And I would say that our partners are that as well. They own their own companies, they have their own staff, but I'm the conduit for them within Blackfoot. So it's a real unique role. I work with other people and other companies and other businesses on behalf of Blackfoot. Well, Blackfoot's so great at helping all sorts of different businesses grow. They've helped us here at ESPN Radio and at Skyline Sports grow so much, and it's uh, it's been a great collaboration. So if you want to find out how Blackfoot can help you, visit goblackfoot.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I don't even actually really know how big these guys are. Coin, I only learned about them recently, in the last six months or less. From listening to our great buddies over at the trail, 103.3, Montana's Quality Rock. But I, I always, when I hear a new band or I have a band I like or whatever, I'm always trying to solicit them to... Um, to come to Missoula, you know, because everybody listens to Nuanas now all around the globe. I just don't know, like, if Coin, I don't know how big they are. Are they an amphitheater show? Are they a Wilma show? Are they a Top Hat show? Are they a, an Adam Center show? I don't know. Either way, they're a rad band. Go check them out. Welcome back. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, on your Thursday. I told you before the break, but if you weren't listening, here's the deal. We got a $50 gift card to Town Pump for you. That'll get you gas, it'll get you beer, it'll get you snacks, whatever you want. $50 gift card to Town Pump. Here's what you got to do for you. You got to call me right now, 406-888-1029, and you got to ask me a question about Grizz, 
Bobcats, or Big Sky Conference football. Call right now, 406-888-1029. First person to get through. You come on, you ask me a question, and uh, you are the winner of a $50 gift card courtesy of Town Pump. We're also getting some texts in here, which is great. Well, we will get if you text me your questions as well. If you don't get through and you text me or you text that line, 888-1029, we'll get to those questions as well. Whatever questions you got, let them roll in. But if you don't get through on the telephone, text 888 888- one zero two nine. I see Andrew's lips moving behind the glass, so I think that uh, we do have a caller. Andrew's uh, getting the information uh, as we break it all down. A couple uh, pieces of news from around the Big Sky Conference. If you missed it yesterday, Cola Badbear, Montana State, she will, in fact, use her final year of eligibility elsewhere, so she is into the transfer portal. A uh, a string of Bobcat women's basketball players in the transfer portal lately. Beyonce B, who stood to become the all-time leading scorer in the history of the Big Sky Conference, if she was to return to Idaho, instead will play her fifth year elsewhere. And then Laura Bello, who is an all-Big Sky selection as a sophomore at Idaho State, she is not in that graduate transfer using her fifth year elsewhere uh, scenario. She, in fact, is... Uh, just a sophomore, so she'll play uh, multiple years elsewhere as well. So a bunch, a bunch of transfers rolling. Riley Corcoran and I had the over-under for men's basketball transfers out of the big sky by the time this offseason was done at 49-and-a-half. We're already at 40, and there's like more than a month left of portaling season. Do we have a caller? Do we have a – somebody's on? Uh, what is your question, loyal listener? Yeah, hey, this is Chris. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Just wondering, I am pretty sure that the Grizz are going to win the championship this year. What are your thoughts? Interesting. Can I ask you? I ask you a follow up first. What is the thing that gives you the most confidence in the Grizz making a run at the championship? Well, I don't like the Bobcats, so there you go. There you go. That is an adequate enough reason for uh, for me. Thanks, Chris. You are the uh, the winner of a Town Pump gift card. Appreciate you. Call it in. Um, I, I guess first we got to define a championship. Uh, as I always state, uh, the Grizz have such a rich tradition of, of success and excellence that uh, anything less than chasing at least and winning, preferably Big Sky Conference championships, is certainly the baseline for me for success at Montana. That's what happens when you won, you know, 17 Big Sky titles over the span of about 25 years, including 12 in a row like they did uh, during their absolute heyday there in the mid-90s through the the 2000s. So um, in terms of the Grizz winning a championship, I I do think the Grizz should always be in the mix for a Big Sky championship. In terms of the Grizz winning a national championship, uh, I think that... The thing that I think that the, the single biggest factor that has eluded Montana since Bobby Houck's return recently, uh, over the last five or so seasons, has been uh, just the, the talent, depth, and pedigree of the guys playing in the trenches. The Grizz have had several outstanding players on their front seven defensively. They've only had one first team all conference offensive lineman over the last five years, and that's Hunter McGinnis, who's back this year after earning first team all conference honors last year as a junior. He's back this year uh, as a senior. So that's a good start for Montana on the front. But if you ask me, what are the biggest gap between the teams that have truly been competing for national championships the last? 
five to ten years and Montana. It's the offensive line and the defensive line. I mean, that's why North Dakota State has won nine out of the last 11 national championships because of the depth and the pedigree of the guys on the fronts. South Dakota State, the way that they caught North Dakota State and then became the national champions themselves last year, fortifying the front. South Dakota State has had great quarterbacks and running backs and all that for a while now. I mean, dating back to when they first started making the playoffs, South Dakota State, 10 years ago, they had great running backs like Zach Zenner. They had great receivers like Jake Weineke, great tight ends like Dallas Goddard. All these guys went on to play pro football. But it wasn't it wasn't main, it, it, maintaining the top-level talent at skill player helped South Dakota State, but the way that they caught and surpassed North Dakota State was fortifying in the trenches. That's where Montana needs to continue to fortify if they want to get to a true national championship level. When it comes to the Big Sky title, from what I saw on Friday, uh, and this has... There's still so much that could change because I do think Montana's going to go out and get a collection or, may, or a, a few a few to maybe a bunch of transfers uh, this offseason. So that they, they might not be a finished product yet. But from what I saw on Friday, I think the team needs to have a fundamental change in its identity. The last several years, they've been a incredibly strong defensive and special teams uh, organization. They're always going to be good on special teams. That's Bobby Houck's bread and butter. Uh, that's just what he does better than anybody. I mean, he's one of the best special teams coaches in the country. I am not afraid to say that. He has had, I bet you Bobby Houck has had more kick return touchdowns between his 12 years as the head coach of the Grizz, his five years as the head coach at UNLV, and then his three years as the special teams coordinator at San Diego State. Then you add in his time at Washington and Colorado. I bet you he's had more special teams returns for touchdowns than any special teams coach in the United States of America. And if there's if there's anybody with more, there's there's less than a handful of them that have more. He's been that good special teams. So the Grizz is always going to be good on special teams. I think that they have a lot of work to do, a lot of growing to do on their defensive side. But I, that's why I mean that. I think they have to have a fundamental switch in identity because I do think they have top-end talent offensively. They just have to buy into using that exact strength as the way to win games. Coach Houck has always loved to win games on defense and with his special teams. Can he let it rip? Can they go back to the way they were winning games when he first came back here in 2018-2019 when they were relying heavily on Dalton Sneed and they were relying heavily on Samari Torre and Sammy Akem and some of these really elite skill players that they inherited? So to answer your question, Chris, thank you for the call. Congratulations on the win. For Montana to reach a true Big Sky Championship level, I think they got to embrace the fact that their best personnel, at least as we sit here on April 13th, 2023, is on the offensive side of the ball. And if they want to reach a national championship level, I think the formula is incredibly simple. I think you got to fortify, continue to fortify, and strengthen the lines. you got to be able to compete with North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Montana State. You have to be able to compete in the trenches with some of those top-level um, FCS powers in this exact moment in time. The one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We have another uh, question from a loyal listener, good buddy Steve. But Steve also is a track guy. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We'll answer Steve's question. We will also give you some of the best track and field marks from around the state of Montana at the high school level over the last week or so. And uh, we'll finish up here on our number one, our Treasure State's Best, presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor. Coming right at you. Plus, a question about indoor practice facilities. 
and how they relate to Bobcat and Grizz football. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Is Nuwana's now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. It's going to haunt me forever now. I've been stuck on whether I like or hate Maroon 5 for a long time. They're one of the only musical acts that has me like that. But I, I contemplated this a little while ago. And then one of our, our good buddies, our buddy Pete uh, from Vertical Rays, who helped us uh, institute our, our first our inaugural players of the year. He texts me right away and he's like, bro, Maroon 5 sucks. Stop liking Maroon 5. So now I'm scarred because I know at least one of our loyal listeners is not into uh, <laughs> my contemplations over Maroon 5. Welcome back to Honest Now ESPN Radio. Do you like Maroon 5? Text us, 406-888-1029. Speaking of texts, another one of our loyal listeners, good buddy Steve, he asks, how much will the new indoor practice facility not only help football, but other improved training, injury prevention, and rehabilitation? I'm going to take this as a question about both Montana and Montana State. I believe that Steve is specifically asking about Montana State, but Montana, they break ground on their indoor practice facility next Friday. Montana State has broken ground on a new indoor practice facility. I think that... Uh, I think it's an objective landslide victory for both schools. I know that there's some sort of questioning about the Grizz indoor practice facility because it is uh, essentially a $10 million bubble, but it is a $10 million bubble. It's a $10 million facility that's going to not only help out football, but it's going to help out track and field. It's going to give an indoor training uh, area to a variety of different sports. It's going to help out soccer at the University of Montana for sure. Uh, there's going to be some training rooms, some prevention rooms. There's just a lot more room for rehab, and I think objectively that's just good for the Grizz. And then at Montana State, a little bit more of a, an in-depth project costs about twice as much money, but also same benefits. And I think that's going to be uh, great for for both sides. This is fun. I love you guys engaging with me. Keep the calls and texts coming in. you got questions, comments, whatever, about Grizz, Bobcats, Big Sky Conference, high school, whatever. Ask me anything. We don't have any more gift cards for you. <laughs> At least not right now. We'll have a bunch more gift cards coming for you pretty much every day like we always do. But uh, the Town Pump one is gone for the week. We'll have another one next week. But keep the uh, the questions and inquiries coming in. 406-888-1029. Oh, Steve uh, follows up and says, more actually, I was asking about Montana track, lacrosse, and some of the other uh, sports that maybe don't have that good of an indoor setup right now at the University of Montana. It's a great point. One of the biggest ways that the Montana State track team has been able to distance itself from the Grizz has been they have a bona fide, real deal, you know, regionally elite facility for indoor track and field. And the Grizz are practicing track and field during the winter in the auxiliary gym. Like, sometimes we'll go in there for, like, basketball interviews with the Grizz or Lady Grizz. 
and here you got the hurdlers running down the side of the bleachers. It's it's not a good uh, setup. So the indoor practice facility at Montana will absolutely help that. I think that Doug Fraley, the new Grizz track coach, absolutely has to be thrilled about the uh, the emergence of and uh, breaking ground on the new indoor facility. Time now for our Treasure State's Best. It's presented each week throughout the spring by our great friends down at Paul's Pancake Parlor. If you're new to town, you need to go check out Paul's Pancake Parlor. It's an institution in Missoula, one of the best and most classic breakfasts you'll find anywhere, but they also have a full menu, so you can go there for lunch, dinner, whatever. Paul's also, though, uh, just such an institution. You're going to learn about the history of Missoula. If you have been there, I got you thinking about it. You know you want to go there again. It's just such a fun place to go and such a great place here uh, in Missoula. So thanks to Paul's for the continued support of our high school track coverage. Here's the highlights of the week. I said last week that we were about to see some huge jumps in times from the first couple weeks of track season to then when you get to mid-April, it gets a little warmer. The training cycles start to work. I, I expect upward trajectory on these numbers throughout the rest of the season, but here's some ones that really caught my eye here in what we'll basically call week two of this segment. Tom Carter, a Helena Capital product, the Class AA Offensive Player of the Year in football for Helena Capital. Uh, on their way to a state championship, and also one of the great sprinters in Montana. He's a Montana State signee. He ran 10.93 seconds in the 100 meters, so uh, fast runs in the Carter family. Elena Carter, one of the best female track and field athletes right now in the Big Sky Conference at Montana State, and her younger brother Tom, uh, certainly one of, if not the favorite, in the 100 meters, and he breaks 11 seconds, the first guy in Montana to break 11 seconds in the 100 meters so far this spring. Henry Ballinger, uh, he's the first guy to break 150. I think 155 is a really good mark in the 800, and Henry Ballinger, the first guy out of Helena High uh, to do that this year. He ran 155 flat uh, earlier this year, earlier this week, excuse me. So that's that's your top time so far in the 800. How about a couple kids out of Bozeman High School? They went down to the Arcadia Invitational in California, and they ran in the 3,200 meters, Time trials for each of them with some of the best runners from around the entire Western United States. And uh, Weston Brown goes huge. Eight minutes and 48 seconds in the 3,200 meters. That's smoking fast. That, that's, that's 17 seconds faster than the Montana State all-class record in the 3,200 meter. Nathan Neal, his teammate, also broke the nine-minute barrier, which is unbelievable. Uh, he ran eight minutes and 50.26 seconds. The part that's sort of frustrating for these two young men is those are not only the fastest times in Montana this year, those are the fastest times by Montanans ever. They just didn't happen at Montana State uh, Track Championship meets. The state meets are the only place you can set state records. That seems like a sort of antiquated way of going about it, but those are still regardless, not only uh, all-time great times in the state of Montana, but two of the best times in the country so far this year. I think that uh, Weston Brown's time is the 14th fastest 3,200-meter time among high school boys, and Nathan Neal's time, 18th fastest uh, all in the country uh, in in high school boys in the 3,200 meters. How about some of the ladies? Claire Rutherford is off to a phenomenal start. Again, she's the reigning cross-country Gatorade runner of the year out of Bozeman-Gallatin. She has, by almost 10 seconds each, the top times in the one-mile and the two-mile and those are still far off from her PRs, so she certainly has a ton of, of growth uh, So uh, coming up uh, this season. 
Ave Roberts out of Billings Skyview, she had an enormous time in the 100 meters. She ran 12.3 flat. 12.08 is the all-time record set by Jaden Wolf last year at Billings West by Ave Roberts out of Billings Skyview. 12.3 flat. That's a smoking fast time early on and uh, already down into the elite area early on here uh, in the season. Miley Brona Billings Skyview also... Uh, a, a pretty good time early on here, 12.6 seconds. And then Olivia Collins out of Bozeman-Gallatin, she was 12.63 seconds. Olivia Collins is a really great soccer player. Is that right? Was she actually the soccer Gatorade player of the year? Do I remember this right? Yeah, she's the best player in the state. So, that, I mean, that that's probably one of the reasons why, right? You're at yeah. 6 flat. You're, no that's, doubt. That's smoking fast. Um, so that's cool. Good to know. Multi-sport athlete there out of Bozeman-Gallatin. There's a lot of great female athletes right now at Bozeman-Gallatin. I mean, Claire Rutherford, the Gatorade Runner of the Year. Uh, of course, Olivia Collins, who's the Gatorade Soccer Player of the Year, and uh, Jada Davis, who was a first-team All-State selection as a freshman there at Bozeman-Gallatin. She also uh, one of the up-and-coming athletes there uh, at Bozeman-Gallatin. A couple uh, other names to remember. I told you this last year. I don't know if you remember. It's okay if you didn't. It's our Treasure State's best. Some of the best uh, individual track and field times from the high school ranks in Montana. I told you last year when Helena High won the girls' double-A State championship. Odessa Zentz was so great for Helena High, and she's now running in Northern Arizona. But I told you to remember the last name, Todorovich. Logan and Madeline Todorovich were just freshmen and sophomores last year. Now they're sophomores and juniors, and these two young ladies are already outstanding. Logan Todorovich, she was also at the Arcadia invite that those Bozeman boys ran that great two-mile time uh, at. And Logan Todorovich runs 15.4 seconds in the 100-meter hurdles. That's a Almost already collegiate time. Also at that same meet, Logan Todorovich long jumped 18 feet, 2.75 inches, and Madeline Todorovich long jumped 17 feet and 9 inches. So those are both huge jumps early season in the long jump and the two top jumps in Montana. So pushing the the envelope and and going against that top competition, certainly helping uh, those two young athletes. A couple other great girls marks that caught my eye this last couple weeks. Audrey Sampson out of Plentywood and Kennedy Moore out of Kalispell Flathead, both of them outstanding basketball players as well. They each went five foot four in the high jump, so that's the best mark in the state so far. The all-class record five nine and a half, so they're creeping up towards it early already. But Kennedy Moore, that's impressive. She's about six foot one and a really good athlete there at Kalispell Flathead, one of the best basketball players in the state. So that's uh, that's impressive for somebody of her frame. And then Audrey Sampson, Plentywood, was great this last year in basketball. She was a good player there. Uh, but the 5-4 at the uh, small school level, absolutely an awesome jump as well. The last girls mark I have for you. Actually, I got, I got two more. Alyssa Keller out of Billings West threw 147.5, uh, 147.5, excuse me, uh, in the javelin. Anything over 145 is absolutely great. It's collegiate level. A 147 foot, uh, 147 feet 5 inches would be... Uh, uh, would be a, a, a good to great mark in the Big Sky Conference. So that's a great mark at the high school level. Uh, so good job by Alyssa Keller. And then uh, Ava Kellenberg out of Missoula Sentinel. She's the first triple jumper to go over uh, 37 feet. She went 37 feet, four and a half inches last week. couple more boys marks that were really good. Merrick Mahelish out of Helena Capital. He ran 14.55 seconds in the 110 hurdles. The all-class record is four. Excuse me, 14.14 so he's only about four-tenths off here early on. We also had a couple of the first shot putters go over 50 feet. 50 feet sort of the, the gold standard to be in that upper echelon mark. 
Andrew Burrows out of Hamilton, 56 feet and a uh, 1.5 inches. Really good mark for him. And Jacob Anderson, who is bound for Oregon State as an offensive lineman out of Billings West, he throws 51 feet, 5 inches. A couple more boys marks for you. Anthony Oaks out of Great Falls CMR. He threw 165 feet, 4.5 inches in the discus. That's exceptionally good. Andrew Burrows, the shot putter we just mentioned, he goes 165-4 in the disc. Also very good. And Bryce Greeby who is uh, headed to Montana State to play football. He throws 160, uh, 160 feet and two inches. Uh, so uh, three different disc throws of over 160 feet, which is really, really good mark uh, at the high school level. Uh, two more for you here on our Treasure State's Best, presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor. We got our first two 14-foot pole vaulters. Taylor Cyril of Hamilton goes 14-foot one last week. And Luke Donnelly of Huntley Project goes 14 feet last week. So that's uh, huge jumps for high school kids. Uh, so good job by those two young guys. And then in long jump, anything over 21 and a half feet is really good. Anything over 22 feet is monstrous. The all-class state record is 23.8. Kobe Smith from Glendive, he goes 22 feet, 2.5 inches. So that's a very good mark early on. That's the top mark in the state so far. Treasure State's Best each Thursday, presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor. Go check out Paul's Pancake Parlor there. Uh, in Tremper's Shopping Center, a Missoula institution and proud supporter of high school track and field around the state of Montana. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, NBA playoffs, high school all-star basketball games, jam-packed hour number two. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanas. From your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. If you haven't checked out the M Store in downtown Missoula, you need to. At the M Store, They're all Grizz all the time. They have some of the best, but more importantly, most unique selection of Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. They got stuff that nobody else in town, nobody else in the state of Montana has available. And right now, the M Store has a whole bunch of great deals going on. April specials include huge percentage discounts on all headwear, sweatshirts, and jackets. They also are now an authorized Apple service provider. They offer computer repair. They got MacBooks, iPads, and a whole bunch of great Apple products in store there as well. Go check out the M Store, located at the corner of Higgins and Broadway in downtown Missoula, Montana. It's a great new location, a ton of merchandise, all April long at the M Store. Polos, headwear, sweatshirts, jackets. Go check out all their maroon and silver. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. 